Miss Binks had gone out on an adventure and not returned home. A family cat gets lost and her owners can't find her. We were really heartbroken. A pet psychic helped bring her home. I just see my cat's little head. It's one of those stories that uh, <laughs> changed my life, really. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rover Says. I'm your host, Nancy Aziz. We called her Miss Binks, or her, uh, for short, her name was Binky. <laughs> she was a black and white, uh, maybe alley cat, I guess you could say, or she, but she was just a regular old black and white cat, very cute. Her personality was, to me, I mean, it was very human-like. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but... Um, I felt like I had a very special connection with this animal. That's Adam S., and that's not his real name. He lives in Southern California, and he prefers to keep a low profile. He's talking about his beloved cat, Miss Binks. Her personality was very spunky. She seemed to really communicate and uh, with with me and my ex-wife at the time. Very vocal. She could let us. She would let us know if she needed to go out, if she wanted food. Just very talkative and social and uh, responsive. I could talk to her like you would a friend, and uh, she would seem to understand and, and uh, come over and hang out. Or if I say, get over here, I need some love, she would do it. She was pretty intelligent. Miss Binks ended up with Adam and his ex-wife by accident. Or maybe it was meant to be. She was just a tiny kitten, no more than a few weeks old. His ex-wife spotted her on a street in downtown Los Angeles in 1999, outside the place she worked. One day she came home with this kitten covered in motor oil and uh, basically said to me, don't panic, we're not keeping her. Uh, I just couldn't leave her. She was underneath the car and she she needed help. And she probably knew that didn't want another animal or was not in that zone at that time. So she tried to preface it like, hey, we're not keeping her. But of course, we kept her. <laughs> uh, as I think all rescue situations uh, more or less work that way. <laughs> From the start, Miss Binks had a non-traditional cat life. Adam's ex would take her to work every day. At home, Miss Binks had the run of the neighborhood. She was an indoor-outdoor cat, and I made a decision early on that um, that I didn't feel uh, that I wanted to keep the cat indoors. I didn't want to keep. I, I didn't want to restrict her life in that way. She felt like such a free spirit. Back in those early days, yeah, we, we were a little wild with taking her places. Um, letting her outside into the neighborhood. We'd find out from other neighbors that, do you have a black and white cat? Yeah, she comes over here and eats and gives us love. And she was just like, <laughs> she just was shared around the neighborhood. She had her friends and did her thing, <laughs> but would always come home. Would always come home. The world was about to get even bigger for Miss Binks. At, at that point in our life, we were starting to be interested in camping and RVing and more or less getting out of L.A. We were both kind of fed up with our jobs at the time, and we actually decided to 
get rid of all our furniture, rent out our house, and um, buy an RV and, and, and hit the road for a year. So that was the plan. There was no question Miss Binks and their two German shepherds would go along too. We decided to take them with us and just make it a family adventure. So <clears throat> I uh, bought a fifth wheel. Then I built a special little uh, window for Miss Binks so that she could come and go as she pleased wherever we were. Adam even built Miss Binks a makeshift ladder so she could reach the window without jumping. It was basically an eight foot two by four covered with carpet. It was uh, it was fun and we were like, let's do this. So um, we got all our stuff together and we went we wanted to go somewhere local just to test out the systems and make sure we knew how to work this RV lifestyle and um, give it a test run. They ended up at a campground a couple hours outside Los Angeles in an area called the Chino Valley. The test run was supposed to last three or four days, but things didn't go as planned. A couple days into the trip, Miss Binks went out and didn't come back. Miss Binks had gone out on an adventure and not returned home, which was kind of unlike her. And uh, so we just kind of decided to be patient and say, all right, maybe she's having fun. Let's let's give it another day or so. Well, it turns out she just didn't come back for several days, and we extended our trip an additional nine days just waiting and waiting and waiting and hoping that our cat would come back to us. And uh, by that point, I had pretty much assumed that coyotes or some other animal had uh, taken her life and that – that we needed to just pack up and, and move on, you know, at that point. And uh, we were really heartbroken. Adam and his ex-wife had pretty much given up, but Adam's ex wanted to try one last thing. She called a pet psychic she'd met at a dog park near their home. Her name is Marty. And I, I kind of probably laughed at the time. I don't really believe in any of that sort of possibility. I mean, I do now, but <laughs> I certainly didn't back then. Uh, and uh, so she she calls this lady and uh, from my understanding, didn't even really describe uh, where we were uh, at the time. It was a very vague conversation, um, a few questions that uh, the lady asked my wife, um, possibly about what she looks like, this, that and the other. I, I wasn't on the conversation, but... My wife got off the phone and uh, she comes, she says, all right, so this lady said she, that she thinks she'll be able to contact Miss Binks and um, to call her back in about half an hour. Let's see what happened. You know, so me being who I was, I just kind of laughed it off and was like, sure, okay, whatever, wackadoodle. Uh, let's, I'm going to just start packing up and, you know, it's time to get head home. So sure enough, half an hour later, we call this woman up. And I'm on the phone at this point. She's on speakerphone or we're on speakerphone. I reached out to Marty to hear what she had to say. She told me she wasn't taking new clients and didn't want to attract more people. Adam has nothing but good things to say about her and what she did for Miss Binks. I mean, it's one of those stories that uh, <laughs> changed my life, really. So, uh, again, her name's Marty. Incredibly talented, amazing human, as far as I'm concerned, has this ability 
to contact animals. And she sure enough told us that she was able to contact Miss Binks. And she went on to describe to the T what Miss Binks was seeing. And as if she was looking through my cat's eyes, she went on to describe our location. She went on to describe uh, and tell us the fact that Miss Binks can see us. She can see the RV. She can see us, but she's scared. There's too many animals, too many noises, too many things, and she's not going to leave the spot in which she's in. Um, and so the and so Marty went on to describe that if you see like what she was envisioning and describing to me was this cement building in the middle of a field, and in her mind it was kind of like a a trash. Uh, you know, area like where you would keep some trash bins. It was just a cinder block cement building really in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere. And she goes, if you can find this place, that's where your cat is. And, you know, of course we're like blown away, whatever. We hang up the phone and we just immediately get in the car and start driving around trying to find this description of this building in this place. It was early evening, just starting to get dark. Adam says he remembers putting on the truck's headlights. Mind you, it was back in 2004, so he's not clear on every detail. He says they drove for about 20 minutes, and then they saw it. So sure enough, we, we pull up. I see this kind of cement building in a distance. Uh, at this point, we're kind of driving off-road uh, on a, just an open field. And we get maybe within, it's hard to say, I'm going to just guess and say within 50 feet of this building. And sure enough, I just see my cat's little head pop her head out from the behind this cement container. And, you know, the headlights are on. And so you get that glow in her eyes. And it was just like, it was just mind blowing. I mean, it was one of those moments out of a movie where we literally... I remember putting the truck in the park. I hope I did because I just slammed it in the park and we opened up the doors and we like, we just started running towards each other like something out of, uh, I don't know, some think of some movie where people do that, you know, and they embrace in the magic of all its glory as the sun is setting. I mean, that's exactly what happens. And like we're in, I'm in tears. Like it's just like you can't even believe the emotions, and literally like drop to my knees. Like as I'm running towards the cement bin, and Cat Miss Binks is running towards me and my ex-wife, and literally drop to my knees, and she, the cat jumps up on my shoulders and just like hugs me and kisses me and does what what Miss Binks would do when she would see me, and it had been a while. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's the magic right there. And uh, I got my cat back. <laughs> what a life that you were able to have with this cat. And, you know, if you hadn't just made that decision to, well, let's just try this, you might never have had that all those years. It, it really, you know, throws my world to a into a whirlwind, you know, because, uh, yeah, it, it, it proves a lot of things, just how split-second choices and decisions can 
can send you down an entire path that you may never may have never even known about. It's pretty pretty special. My world is very practical and tangible, except for this one cat situation in my life. Everything is like you got to see it to believe it, uh, except for this one thing. So it's been a real interesting way of digesting it and dealing with it because it's it happened to me. I don't deny it, but it but I don't live my life now seeking other aspects of of that possibility, I suppose. You might think that would have been the last camping adventure for Miss Binks, but it wound up being just the start. We went on camping all over the country for the next following year, and that cat went in every forest in Oregon and Washington and all up on the West Coast and uh, made it back to the trailer and the camper safely and sound from that point on. Miss Binks lived a long, adventurous life. She died in 2018 at the ripe old age of 19. And that cat, I still feel her in my life, and I still think that uh, we have a connection. So it's pretty rad. Pretty rad. Thanks for listening to Rover Says. If you like the show, please rate it and share so other people who love animals can hear about it. And we want to hear from you. Tell us about your experiences with what your pets tell you or what they've told animal communicators. I'm Nancy Aziz. We drop new episodes every other Wednesday.